the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Did really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzdale, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, our special guest is Mary Schlegel, who is on staff with the Creation Experience Museum in Missouri, off 65 on the road just north of Branson. Mary, you told me in your bio that your parents took you to a creation conference at five years old. And, Correct. <laughs> and you learned what a fossil was, which m- made you obsessed with paleontology. How does that go? I have never seen a fossil before that first creation conference, and I just thought it was the most amazing thing in the world that you could preserve something like, I remember fish fossils in particular at that conference. Just, it was amazing to me that you could preserve something like that in the rock, and it was something from Noah's flood. It felt like I was touching a piece of the Bible. And of course, one of the fascinating things for you was you heard the creation side first. What's happening to so many people in our culture today is they get inundated with evolution before they even ever hear there is a creation side. Exactly. Now, you joined uh, Creation Ministries of the Ozarks in 2013 as a volunteer tour guide one day a week. And you said that identified what that you needed to grow or learn things in apologetics. Do you remember some of the things you had to grow with? I remember being particularly surprised at what a big deal the global flood was. I discovered people will argue just as much over whether or not there was a global flood as they will over whether or not there was creation in the first place. And that was really surprising to me because I thought, well, hypothetically, can't you have a global flood with or without a creator? What difference does it make? So I had to dig into that and I figured out using the knowledge of a lot of my coworkers at the museum and a lot of the resources they had there, I realized that it's Earth's geology that causes the conflict because, of course, evolution says this geology has formed very gradually over extended periods of time, and flood geology says this formed catastrophically in a very short amount of time, and that's where the conflict comes in. It always fascinates me that on a planet that's 70% of the surface is covered with water, and we have (laughs) now demonstrated that there's three and a half times more water than that underneath the surface of the Earth, that people Mm -hmm. will say it is physically impossible that there was ever a Noah's flood, and yet on Mars, where there is no liquid water at all, they talk about the truth of the whole Martian surface being covered with water. Someone that explain, is what we call irony. Yeah, somebody explain that to me. That just that that is beyond comprehension. And that's something that I actually. <laughs> 
actually point out quite often when I'm guiding tours at the museum. One of the statements in your bio was you said you learned evangelism and apologetics need to work together. How so? Well, a lot of Christians that I encounter are doing their evangelism as though we are still living in a culture that has a foundation of biblical knowledge. You know, a couple hundred years ago, you could walk up to a person on the street and say, hey, I have good news for you. Jesus died to save you from your sins. And that made a little more sense to them because we had a basic cultural understanding that there is a God. He has established rules. There are certain things you should not do. And those things are sinful and that God has the right to judge you for that. So if I show up to a stranger and say, Jesus died to save you, they have a context for that information. We're not living in that culture anymore. We're living in a culture where people are being told from a very young age that they're nothing but animals that evolved from random chemicals by blind accidents over billions of years, and that their thoughts and decisions are just chemical reactions in their brain. That's not a very uplifting story. I'm sorry? That's not a very uplifting story. Not particularly. (laughs) And the thing is, chemical reactions are not morally right or morally wrong. They are amoral. And so if everything I do or think or desire is just the product of random chemical reactions, then there is no such thing as sin, and why do I need to be saved? So I encounter a lot of Christians who, in doing their evangelism, they start with, you need Jesus, Jesus wants to save you. But our culture no longer has a context for that, by and large. So we have to start with Genesis, counter the claims of evolution, so that we're creating a context in which Jesus makes sense. That's an interesting perspective. What we run up against a whole lot is people that say, you know, we don't need to get into all of this controversial stuff about creation and stuff. We just need to preach Jesus. Oh, yes. But, and you hear that too, what you're saying is they don't have enough background knowledge to be able to start with Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. What I tell a lot of my guests is, you know, when you sit down to watch a movie, and you've never seen this movie before, you don't start at the last 15 minutes of the movie and watch that first, because it's not going to make any sense. You have no context for why this, it may be the best part of the movie, but it doesn't make sense if you haven't seen all the setup leading up to the last 15 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is my belief that creation science and apologetics is critical with millennials and generations X and Y, because as you stated, they simply do not have the background context for an evangelical talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid, Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we have Mary Schlegel on staff with Creation Experience Museum in Branson. We would recommend that you drop by that museum at any opportunity. It's just north of Branson on US 65. You said in your bio that you and other people need to take personal responsibility for defending the faith. Absolutely. Uh, now we're commanding to do that in 2 Peter 3.15. Of course, one interest about that thing was there is a part to that 3.15 which says we're not supposed to get in your face or argumentative about it. In point of fact, Mm -hmm. the scripture says what? Well, it says that we're supposed to be gentle and respectful in our defense, but that we do still need to give a defense. We need to always be ready. So it does not need to become the democratic debates. (laughs) No, absolutely 
not. That is not a productive use of time. But at the same time, we do need to have some background information about what we believe and why we believe it. Exactly. Dovetails into something I have dealt with before in terms of people who want to get into evangelism and trying to talk to the lost. And there are a lot of programs out there like Evangelism Explosion and CWT with the Baptist Faith Training, etc., And all of them say, okay, well, here's a basic gospel presentation, and here's how you get the gospel across to people. The interesting thing is, the Baptists did a study of this, of the people who take those study courses, 95% of them will never go out and talk to somebody. Only 5% will actually put any of that training to use. And when you question them, why did 95% of you take the course and never use it, was because Satan had convinced them that they needed to know each and everything in the Bible with every answer that was in the Bible before they could talk to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Satan is effective at keeping us from sharing our faith like that. That Mm -hmm. same truth is what I saw in your bio you talking about when you said, okay, if you're a creation evangelist, if you're a person sharing apologetics, what you may be scared off of is, well, I can't start talking about this till I know everything there is about creation right. science. That's not true. No, not at all. I know we actually have a lot of people who talk about, well, you know, this seems like a really good ministry, and I, I would love to volunteer, but I don't know all those answers. Like, I wouldn't know how to answer this question or that question, so, so I really can't. And what we try to get across to people is you don't have to know every single answer. You know, God has not even made every single answer available to us yet. Once in a while, I get someone who wants to ask me some question about quantum physics and the Bible. You know, quantum physicists don't even know all the answers to those yet. So (laughs) I want to encourage people, you know, you don't have to know every single answer to every single question. And yes, you may get criticized for that, but my experience personally has been that people appreciate your honesty when you say, you know, I'm really not sure about that, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to see if I can find a resource where we can find the answer, if there's an answer available. They appreciate that honesty. Terry, you and I had this discussion a few years ago in that one of the things, I had watched one of your presentations over at Kirby Baptist, which was good, but some people started throwing some stuff at you that was tough stuff. And what was my advice about that? Well, basically, refer them to the minister, I think. And basically, be honest enough with people to say, I don't know. We don't have all answers. Now, we can go explore and and help them find answers, but it's just a ridiculous point of view for us to think that we have all answers to all questions. We're not omniscient. We're not God. Yeah, nobody can know. Nobody can know everything about everything. And when we start acting like that, really, we lose credibility with people. We need to transfer to people what we do know, but we also need to be honest enough to admit what we don't know. Absolutely. In our last minute, Mary, you talked about navigating the relationship between faith and science. What did you Mm -hmm. mean by that? Well, really, as I mentioned just a couple seconds ago, there are things that, you know, we don't have answers to. Once in a while, I'll read something and think, wow, I really don't understand how this fit within the Bible. I'm not sure where it belongs. I don't know how to explain what I'm seeing. And that's where we have to say, okay, I have all this evidence that supports what I believe and encourages and strengthens my belief. But... When I do come up against something, I can't explain. I don't know where this fits. I don't know how it works with everything else. I have to be humble enough to say, you know what? God is God, and I am not. 
and I'm going to trust that he knows more than I do. I believe it was Martin Luther who said, grant the Holy Spirit the honor of being more learned than you are. <laughs> so there comes a point where I can't explain this particular piece of evidence, this particular fossil, you know, that for instance, a, a dinosaur fossil that appears to have feathers, but, you know, well, it's a reptile. Reptiles don't have feathers. Where does this all belong? There comes a point where I have to say, you know, this doesn't change my faith, right? That's when I don't have the answers, that's where faith is there to support. Excellent. Mary, we thank you for your service with the Creation Experience Museum, and we hope people go and visit y'all north of Branson. Thanks again. Now come and see us. We would love to see you. Thank you. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible?, which is available on Amazon, Bards and Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.